Hello and welcome to another episode of the Frog Splaining Podcast with me, Big Frog. Now, today is Martin Luther King Day, so I decided that today would be the perfect opportunity to do my Frog Splaining Racism episode. Now, obviously, this is going to be probably a controversial one. I didn't want to do it where I just rant like I usually do. I figured it was important enough that I should make some notes and prepare and all that stuff. But what ended up happening was I just got um, overwhelmed and I was never going to be ready. So I just kept putting it off and putting it off to the point that I was probably never going to do it. So I just decided, you know what, just do it, see what happens. And, you know, the end result might be that I say some shit that pisses you off. Or I say some shit that I regret saying later on or whatever. But the bottom line is, Frog Splaining Podcast, 100% real. That's all that matters. And um, here we go. First of all, let me tell you something about myself and why I think that uh, my opinion on any of this is valid. First of all, I'm an old guy. I remember how it used to be. I know how it is now. I've experienced racism in many different ways and in many different places. I've experienced racism here, which for most Americans, the United States is all that matters, right? That's why Americans consider this America, even though Central America is also America and South America is also America. But to Americans, the United States is the real America because we are Amerocentric and Eurocentric and really those are the things that matter more than anything else. Which in itself is a bit nationalistic and a bit racist, but as you will come to find out uh, as the podcast goes on, that really is what I think is the essence of the United States. But I digress. Another reason that I think that I'm a good person to be trying to solve this is because I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I've never said this or I've never said that or I've never done this or I've never done that. Every single racial slur that you've ever heard in your life, I have said it. Now, I'm telling you this knowing full well that there is no video evidence, there is no audio evidence, there is nothing that's going to come out where they're going to be like, uh-huh, big frog, you said nothing like that exists. So, I'm just telling you this out of my own honesty and my own disgust for hypocrisy okay because many people will sit there and act like they've never said the n-word or they've never said this or they've never said that and to me most of those people are fucking liars because bottom line you've said a lot of shit throughout your entire lifetime it's a long life you've said some shit if you want to lie about it, that's on you. Sometimes you have to lie about it to keep your job, and I understand that. That's fine. But if that's not the reason, then you have to think of what the reason is. And maybe there's a couple of you who have never really said anything like that. 
I'm sure there's one or two of you, and I commend you. That's great. You're a fucking saint. But most of you do not fit into that category, and I know that. But as for me, I have said them. And I mean, to be honest, there's probably not a word or a slur or a cuss word in the whole English language that you've ever heard that I've never said. I say a lot of shit. I've said a lot of shit in my life. Now, usually when somebody admits to to having said a bunch of things, they uh, follow that with a apology, half heartfelt, whatever. I'm not going to do that. I'm not sorry for what I've ever done or said or whatever. Different times, different circumstances, different thoughts, different me. You know, uh, I do feel like I've improved in certain areas, you know. Um, I'm still not perfect by any means. And I would never claim to be. The only thing that I can tell you is that I will be honest with you on this podcast. Another reason that I'm not going to beat myself up for having said some words in the past is because I don't think that's the type of racism, in quotes, that matters. To me, there's shit that matters a lot more than saying a few words. But we get stuck on the words, and sometimes we don't see the shit that matters more. And that's why there are people out there saying, like, oh, you motherfuckers think everything's racist. You can't fucking, you can't say nothing, you can't do nothing, because everything's racist. And you know what? I get that. But the reason that everything is Racist is because that word racist, racism, can't possibly cover all the meanings that we try to assign to it. There's no one word that could cover that much shit. So, my first proposal is that we break up racism into six categories. The first being racial. Just mentioning race. That's it. A lot of people think it's racist just to bring up race at all. It's not. Okay? The second category, racial stereotyping. Now it gets a little bit more um, tricky. Okay? Because now you're saying that certain people have certain characteristics because of their race. Now, that's where a lot of humor comes from. That's where a lot of jokes come from. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it's not. It really doesn't matter because it really doesn't matter. It's just um, a natural thing that we have that we tend to group people together, that we have pattern recognitions and we apply them to groups and it's not always accurate. But it's not necessarily that bad either to me. Okay? Now the third category, racial bias. Now, This takes racial stereotyping a step further, and now it says, okay, I like these people better than these people because these people do this and these people do that. So now you're really bordering on real racism, okay? This is now we're touching on where you might affect somebody's life because of your attitudes, right? Other than hurting their feelings or whatever, which can be done with words mostly, right? 
The fourth category are racist acts. This is where you take your racism to the next level and you start actually acting on it. That means you do somebody harm in some way because of your racist attitudes. That's racism. That's bad. That's And that's what we should begin to concentrate on are people who commit racist acts. The next category after that is racial hate. We know who those are. Those are your fucking... Uh, to me, I mean, to me, it's fucking Trumpsters, really. But... You know, any all these uh, KKK fucking in any of the offshoot white supremacist organizations, that's racial hate. Now, you might think that that's the worst. That's the worst category, you know, because obviously, hello, they hate. But it's actually not because while it's bad, their racism really doesn't affect that many people directly uh, in their in and out daily lives, right? What does affect you every day is institutional racism. And what institutional racism means is when the racism is all up in the government, all up in the schools, all up in the banks, all up in the police, all up in the institutions, that's where it affects people on a daily basis. And that's the worst shit. So basically what I'm saying is I would much, much rather have you call me a beaner. I would much, much rather say you think I'm fucking lazy. Or I would much, much rather have you call me anything than to arrest me or pull me over for no reason or deny me a bank loan. Or whatever it is. I would rather have you stereotype me or have a bias against me or even do a fucking racist act against me, want to fight me, than I would have it be where you're not going to let me in somewhere or you're going to uh, have Border Patrol pull me over or I would much rather have some sticks and stones then some real life consequences is what I'm saying. And that's one thing that a lot of people can't differentiate from. Well, it's really, really, really different. Now, as all of you guys know, I live in San Diego, which is obviously in the United States and obviously right on the border with Mexico. Now, living here is obviously a unique perspective. Um... My time in Costa Rica was a unique perspective. My time in Spain was a unique perspective. So I've got like different points of view to show you. Because in Costa Rica, for example, I'm a white guy. Now, you might be like, what? What do you mean? Because in the United States, white means one thing. But in Costa Rica, white means something else. So... You might see a lot of guys that are considered white guys in Costa Rica and you'll think, well, they all look like Mexicans. Well, that's because you're American and that's the point of view that you're looking at it from. And the bottom line is that the United States is a very fucking racist country. It always has been. It probably always will be. 
And that I know that's going to hurt a lot of your feelings. And you're going to, oh, no, because, you know, some of you are all USA and whatever. And that's fine. I, there's nothing wrong with that. The thing is, is if you love the USA so much, then you should really know what it's about. You know, you should know that the settlers came here from Europe. They were instantly fucking the natives, you know all the way to the point of practically genocide. Next thing you know, they're bringing slaves, black slaves. That's 250 years of slavery that happened here. And of course, it didn't just go right away when it ended. I mean, you know, civil rights went on all the way into the 60s, right? Um, when the Chinese came here, they were basically, you know, worked to death on the railroads, discriminated against in every possible way. You know, uh, when during World War II, the Japanese were in internment camps because you couldn't possibly be American when you look like that, right? So we have to put you in these camps because you're probably working for the Japanese still. Italians, Irish, Polish, they all were discriminated against when they came here mostly because they were Catholic. You know, Latinos too later on, up until the current day, which right now, I would say we have it, well, not worse than the Arabs right now or the blacks, but right there, man. You know, we got it pretty bad. We're the enemy of the current establishment. So, it's always been, you know. And then people think, oh yeah, well, you know, it's over. That was a long time ago. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Well... Not really, man. You know, this is uh, Martin Luther King Day, and Martin Luther King was shot just a couple of years before I was born, okay? So, it wasn't a long, long, long time ago. It was kind of long, but yeah, no. Um, there are a lot of people alive that remember all that shit like it was yesterday. And we're still fucking dealing with it today. I mean, you know... Today, there was Martin Luther King Day, but in Arizona, they didn't uh, acknowledge Martin Luther King Day until 1992, and that was only because they had a Super Bowl taken away from them. Otherwise, they probably still wouldn't recognize it. Alabama today is also having General Lee Day on top of Martin Luther King Day because, you know, they would rather do that. Texas is also having Confederate Heroes Day because... Um, and they weren't even in the Confederacy. So, so they just like the thought of it, I guess, you know? And that's how it is, man. That's how it is here. You can pretend it isn't, but it is. And I knew that shit when I was a little kid, man. When I was a little kid, I went to Paradise Hills Elementary. I had a black friend named Stanley. We used to trade Star Wars cards. And, um... One day, this was in second grade or third grade, the teacher asked us, you know, all what we wanted to be when we grew up and all this stuff. And um, Stanley said that he wanted to be president. And I said that Stanley could not be president because he was black. And of course, the teacher was like, what? But I said, yeah, no, look, look, look up there. They had the pictures of all the presidents going all around the classroom. And at that time, it was all white guys. 
And I go, yeah. I go, I go. How is he gonna be president? There's never been a black guy or a brown guy or a lady. They're all white men. I think that's part of the job. <laughs> and indeed, I really thought for my whole life that we would never have a black president. And while we have, uh, it's. Not really, you know? I mean, Barack Obama wasn't exactly Tyrone Washington, you know? He's not that black. He's not American black. His, he doesn't come from slaves. His mom was white. He, you know, he's Barack Obama. He doesn't really look like a black dude. He doesn't really talk like a black dude. And I really, really, really... Deep down, do not believe that if he was Tyrone Washington, he would not have won. Sorry, but until proven otherwise, that will be what I continue to believe. I don't think a Latino can win either. Not a real one. You know, maybe one of these fakey-wakey fucking Ted Cruz motherfuckers, but probably not even them. Because, yeah, I just, uh, until I see it, I won't believe it. And I'm not talking shit about the United States because the fact of the matter is if you go look up a list of Mexican presidents, if you go look up a list of Costa Rican presidents, if you go look a list of Argentinian presidents, all up and down South or Central America, you will see that all their presidents are white dudes too. Or, I mean, you know, as white as they get in those countries, right? Because all of those countries are a mix of Spanish with native and sometimes a little black thrown in there. And you never see the native or the black as the president in any of these places. Okay. That is what you consider white privilege or whatever. Now, I know people are going to be like, ah, fucking white privilege, fucking I don't got no fucking privilege, fucking, you know. Believe me, I understand what you're saying. Because I have a joke where I say, you know, I have a lot of white friends. Isn't that what you're supposed to say? You know, and that's just a joke, but I really do have a lot of white friends. My best friend in the world is a white dude. You know, my other best friend is a half a white dude. My other best friend was also a half a white dude. You know, um, I have a, a lot of white friends and I like white people in general. So a lot of times they get mad at me and, you know, or they get mad at, and, they, and they're like, you know, fucking white privilege. What the fuck is that? I don't got no fucking white privilege. I've been arrested. I got to work hard. I've been unemployed. I didn't go to college. I drive a piece of shit car. Where the fuck's my white privilege? And I understand why they think that. Because it was a stupid name to give it. White privilege sounds like you're getting some fucking gifts, some extra shit, some fucking love, some wealth, some fucking... No. It doesn't mean any of that. It's poorly named. What they should have called it was white rights. Because that's what you have. You have all your rights. All the rights that we should all have as Americans. That means that you're not going to get pulled over because you're white. 
You're not going to get turned down for a loan because you're white. You're not going to uh, not get hired for a job because you're white. You're not going to get arrested because you're white. You're not going to get shot by the cops because you're white. You're not going to get a longer sentence from the judge because you're white. You're not going to get denied parole by a parole officer because you're white. You might get denied of all those things. You might not get any of those things. But it's not because you're white. That's all white privilege means. Nothing more than that. You have all the rights that you're supposed to have. That's it. And guess what? Some of us don't. Because I could get turned down for an apartment if the landlord doesn't like Mexicans. I could get turned down for a loan if the banker doesn't think that I'm a good risk. I could get arrested and pulled over because I look a certain way. I could get shot by the cops because they think I'm a gangster. I could get a longer sentence from a judge because he doesn't think that I have the same future that a white guy has. You know, I could get denied parole. I could get a lot of extra consequences because I'm not white. So that's what white privilege means. If you have it, just be happy you have it. You don't have to deny it. It's not something you can deny or accept. It's just something that is. And that's in the United States. I'm talking about the United States right now. It also happens in other places, but not necessarily the same way and not necessarily as much. But the problem with telling white people that they have this privilege is the same thing as telling white people all the things that you think are racist. They get burned out on it, man. They're going to stop listening to you. When you talk about every little microaggression that you have, it gets fucking tired after a while. You know, just like if you were a kid and your parents are always bitching at you. Always bitching, always bitching, always complaining, always bitching. After a while, you're going to tune them out. And then when they have something important to tell you, you're not going to be listening because you're like fucking same old shit, always bitching, right? Same thing with, uh, with a husband, with a wife, with a wife, with a husband, with a f certain group of people and a certain group of people. Because the bottom line is, if everything is racist, then in essence, nothing is racist. Because everything gets lumped into the same thing. So, see, I don't give a fuck if if uh, somebody goes to fucking uh, Taco Tuesday and puts on a sombrero. Or fucking, if they call fucking, if somebody wants to dress up as Pocahontas or whatever. You gotta fucking, it's not as important as if a dude gets smoked by the cops. Unarmed black guy. It's not the same thing. So, when you... When you're constantly complaining about little bullshit, it's like you take weight off of the real, more important shit. And that's what we have to do, you know? And also, we, we have to stop limiting conversation. You know, a dude got in trouble the other day because he said on TV that um, a certain quarterback was good at a play-action fake because his hand is dark and the football is dark. So when he hands off the ball, you can't really tell if he has the ball in his hand anymore 
the same as you would if his hand was white, okay? Well, it's been a thing for a long time that, you know, people didn't think blacks could play quarterback for varying reasons. Back in the day, some people used to say that they weren't smart enough to, to play quarterback. So it's a very sensitive situation to bring up a quarterback's race. But does that mean it's not true? Does that mean it's not true that having your hand be a similar color to the ball doesn't make a difference into whether or not you can tell if the dude still has the ball or not? I think it probably does. But you can't say that because you're going to get busted. You're going to probably get fired. Like Jimmy the Greek. I know you're probably not old enough to remember the Jimmy the Greek. But Jimmy the Greek got fired from CBS because he said that uh, blacks were better at football because during the slavery days, they were basically bred with other strong blacks with strong blacks to make stronger blacks to make stronger blacks to make stronger blacks. And for that reason, you know, the end result, we're really good at football. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that's true. I'm not saying that's not true. But it's certainly within the realm of possibilities, isn't it? I mean, that people's breeding would have something to do with the end result. I'm pretty sure that that has scientific basis to it. I recently read that PlayStation, the controllers that they make and sell in Japan, are quite a bit smaller than the controllers that they sell in the United States. Because, on average, people in Japan have much smaller hands than people in the United States. Is that racist? No. It's scientific. It just is. And so we need to stop conflating that shit with the real racism that exists. Now, another thing that people go around saying that is ridiculous is that all white people are racist or only white people can be racist or stupid shit like that, which is ridiculous. I mean, first of all, you're assuming that it's uh, a place with a white majority, right? Obviously, in the United States, while I believe anyone can be racist and anyone can say and do racist shit, in the United States, it's the white people's racism that matters the most because they're in power. You know, I mean, to this day, go look at the Senate. Go look at the even the House of Representatives that has, you know, a few colored people, people of color. Uh, see what I just said? Colored people. Of course I can edit that out, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave it. Because, is that racist? No, I just said the words in the wrong order, but whatever. You can look at it that way if you want to. But that would be micro, as compared to what I'm talking about, which is that our government is mostly all white people. Okay? So, when you're the majority, then your racism is the racism that matters. Because you know what? It doesn't really matter if a Filipino who lives in Chula Vista hates white people because what's he going to do about it? Nothing. I mean, yeah, if he goes out and, and beats up a white guy or fucking whatever the fuck, you know, acts upon his racism, then it might affect that one guy and his family or whatever. So it might affect 10 people, right? But 
the white people's racism affects all of us minorities in this country. That's why it's more important. Now, if a white dude lives in Japan and he's racist against Japanese, who gives a fuck? <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Right? And it's well known that Japan, that Japan is racist against white people. There are places in Japan that you can't go if you're white. There are things in Japan that you can't do if you're white. If you if you uh, show up to uh, some Japanese girl's house that you intend on dating and her family sees that you're a white guy, they may not approve of that. So does that mean that those Japanese are racist? Of course it does. But I thought only white people could be racist. Fuck no. Anyone could be racist. It's just whether or not that racism matters. Right? How much does it matter? And here in the United States, if I'm a racist against whites, well, okay, I guess I'll make a lot of white people jokes or whatever because that's the end of my power. <laughs> right? That's the end of my power. So... My racism, if it exists, doesn't really fucking matter here. I have no power to put behind my words or to put behind my thoughts. Now, if I go out and fucking shoot fucking a bunch of fucking white people, right? well, then, yeah, then obviously my racism mattered that day, but still limited to that number of people. It's not, I can't do anything society-wide, Right? I can't pass any racist laws against white people in the United States, no matter what I do, right? But they can be passed against me. And I can be affected by laws as a side effect, right? For example, what's going on right now with with uh, with Trump, with his fucking Mexicans are rapists and they come over here and they're criminals and they're very bad hombres and all that shit. That shit affects me. You know, I fucking, I could get hassled by Border Patrol. I'm a fucking American citizen. I got a passport card in my wallet now. I ain't going nowhere. I got that motherfucker just to walk around my own hometown. Because guess what? If fucking Border Patrol pulls me over and says, what's my citizenship? They're not going to fucking take my word for it, homie. They're going to want some fucking proof. So guess what? I got it. I got it in my back pocket. Because fucking can't leave home without it, man. That's the fucking world that I'm living in here now in San Diego, the place I was born. But that shit about only white people are racist or all white people are racist or all any of that, that's, that's just bullshit. That's just bullshit. I don't believe that whites are racist at any more of a higher rate than anybody else, you know, I know a lot of blacks that are racist against whites, I know a lot of Mexicans that are racist against blacks, I know a lot of Filipinos that are racist against Mexicans, I know, it doesn't, everybody can be racist against everybody, the only difference is whose racism matters more, at what time, and in what place, so that's the first fucking misconception that we need to get rid of, the second misconception that we need to get rid of is that all racism 
is fucking treated equal. All fucking, you know, this is just as racist as that. It was just as racist as that. Just as racist as that. No. That's why I got the categories, okay? Because let's go to the first category, racial. That's just bringing up race in any context, okay? Like I could say, uh, I was walking to the store and there was these two dudes on the corner, black dudes. I passed them by and I ended up going over here, whatever, whatever, okay? Now, I'm telling you a story. I'm painting a picture for you and... As part of that picture, there's these two guys, they're in the corner, and they're black. Now, some people will say, well, why, you gotta, why they got to be black? That's racist, Joe. No, no, it's not. I'm just telling you the story, and in the story, they happen to be black. If I, if I leave that part out, well, then I'm not really telling you the whole story, am I? Some people say, oh, I don't see color. Whatever, dude. You know what? Uh... I don't believe that shit. It's it's part of one of the things that we see. Just like we see fucking people's height. We see people's weight. We see fucking smell people's smell. All that shit. We fucking differentiate people in all of those ways. And yes, by race is one of them. So simply bringing up race is not racist. Okay? And I'll even extend that to dropping a you people. Because, you know what, the first time that I ever even became aware of that, I was young, I was like 15, I was in Spain, um, talking to my uncle and his friends about music. And they liked soul music, and I liked heavy metal, and I was, you know, explaining my point of view or whatever. And I said, and uh, and his friends were black, um, a, a black dude and his wife and my aunt were there. And uh, so in explaining, you know, what I thought the differences were, whatever, I said, man, well, you guys like this, you know, whatever. And the black dude was like, whoa, 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 whoa. what do you mean you guys? And I said, I mean, you other motherfuckers in this room besides me, all of you people in this room that are not me, you guys. Oh, okay. Okay. In that case, it's cool. But he was getting ready to call me out as saying, having said something racist. And this was a long ass time ago. It already had started by that point, And now it's gotten to the point of ridiculousness, you know. But yeah, man, uh, there are so many things that you could just say innocently in passing or whatever now, of course, you can say you people in a racist fucking way, you know, and you can tell because, I mean, some people are just obviously more racist than others. But, you know, just because somebody says a fucking you guys or a you people or whatever doesn't mean it's fucking racist. Calm the fuck down. So that's the first uh, division, racial the second division is where it starts to get a little bit more trickier. And this is racial stereotyping. Now, racial stereotyping is my favorite <laughs> because it's where a lot of humor comes from. You know, indeed, when I was little, uh, there used to be these joke books 
that were like a thousand and one black jokes, a thousand and one Polish jokes, a thousand and one Italian jokes, a thousand and one blonde jokes, a thousand and one Mexican jokes. And they would sell these like at the B. Dalton or like a whatever uh, bookstore in Plaza Bonita. They would sell these books. And we all had them. You know, I had all of them. So, you know, some of my first introductions to humor were racial humor. Now, the thing about uh, racial stereotypes is sometimes they're true. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're positive. Sometimes they're negative. Whatever. But to me, in essence, they're practically harmless. They shouldn't be lumped in with serious acts of racism. It's just not the same thing, you know? And I can say this because, of course, I get stereotyped. Of course, people think I'm this or people think I'm that because I look a certain way, you know, with, with um, you know, for, I mean, right off the bat, people think I'm Mexican. I'm not, you know, I'm Costa Rican. I mean, close enough, you know, but not the same thing exactly. So, yeah, so that's, that's the first stereotype that, that I get hit with. And then Mexicans get stereotyped. Funny enough, Mexicans get stereotyped with both being lazy and stealing everybody's job. So, I don't know how both of those could be true. I don't know if uh, either one of them is true. I mean, I know that Mexicans pride themselves on being hard workers. So, in a sense, are they buying into their own stereotype? I know that Mexican boxers are considered to be tough, tougher than other boxers. Is that, uh, is that bad? Is that racist? Or is that just a stereotype that we put on these certain people doing these certain things and you know and is it true in my experience of watching boxing i've been watching boxing for a long time i would say that generally speaking mexican fighters are tougher than some other dudes hey it is what it is you know um there are a lot of stereotypes of blacks you know some are positive some are negative Blacks talk a certain way, you know, uh, blacks run fast, blacks jump high. Some people think blacks are all criminals, you know, people say blacks have big dicks. That would be a positive, right? So there's negative ones and there's positive ones, you know, are they true? Well, statistically, you'll see that, you know, per capita, there's more black people in prison than white people. Now, that probably says more about the system than it does about the actual people involved. But yeah, if you were a white racist dude, you could definitely use those numbers to try to show that blacks are criminals or Mexicans are criminals. That's what Trump did when uh, describing these, you know, immigrants that are coming from Central America and from and from Mexico by saying they're all criminals. He stereotyped them in that way. Now, because he's the president, that just jumped several categories from racial stereotyping into institutional racism. Because he's the president of the United States. He can't say shit like that because that affects millions of people, right? Not just the person that he's stereotyping. It affects everyone that looks like the person he's stereotyping. Because he's the leader of the fucking country, right? 
he's an institution. The presidency is an institution. So racism by the president necessarily becomes institutional racism, which is, as you see on my metric, the worst racism that you can have. So you saying that you think blacks have big dicks and Trump saying that he thinks fucking Mexicans are racist and criminals is not equal. Because his is institutional and yours is just a fucking stereotype. And you don't really matter as much as he does. Now, can certain stereotypes be true? Absolutely, man. I mean, I tell you what. I've been to prison. I've also watched a lot of porn. So, when somebody says that blacks having big dicks is just a, like an urban myth or a stereotype or whatever it is, I'm here to tell you that that's not um, my experience. You know, I had my bunk at Ironwood was not far from the showers, and I saw those motherfuckers come and go. And I can tell you that on average, blacks have much bigger dicks than, than whites or Mexicans or Asians. And it's not close. It's not close. Now, I wasn't a shower shark or nothing. I wasn't in there fucking dick gazing or whatever, but I was there day in, day out for three years, and I saw what I saw. The average black dude going to the to the fucking shower had fucking some pipe on him, right? And then there was a few where you had your shit hanging to your fucking knee, right? Now, that might be a low percentage of, of the black dudes in general, like maybe 10% or whatever, but then in the whole time, I never saw a Mexican with his, with a dick to his knee. The whole time, I never saw an Asian with a dick to his knee. The whole time, I never saw a white dude with a dick to his knee. So, therefore, in my opinion, in, in my pattern recognition, yeah, black dudes have bigger dicks than white dudes. Period. That's, I mean, you know, and I'm talking about American black dudes. I don't know about African dudes or fucking, you know, whatever, uh, from the islands of whatever the fuck. I'm talking about American black dudes have bigger dicks than American white dudes or American Latinos or American in general. In gen Now, of course, you're going to have your outliers and you're going to have a black dude with a tiny dick, of course. But not very often, man. Not very often. Not, not from what I've seen. So that's going to lead me to other stereotypes. Like when I used to live down the hill from where I live now, my parents' house, uh, there was a lot of Filipinos in our neighborhood. And people used to say, oh yeah, fucking Filipinos, they fucking live like five families in one house and all this shit. They come over from the Philippines because one person was in the Navy and then they all live in one house and la 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 la. And that's kind of a fucked up stereotype. But guess what? When I was living in that neighborhood, there was a house on the corner and there was a good three families living there, like 15, 20 people. And hey, you know, uh, I'm not saying that it happens all the time. I'm not saying that it's a fucking thing that every house that has Filipinos in it has fucking 15 people in it. I'm just saying that there was a house in my neighborhood that had a whole bunch of Filipinos living in one house. That doesn't prove the stereotype. It just means that the stereotype is not completely unfounded in this place at that time, right? 
another stereotype you might hear is a lot of stereotypes about Jews. Oh, man, if, you know, if you're going to get a lawyer, you better get yourself a Jew lawyer or an agent. You want a fucking Jew agent, he's going to get you all the gigs, whatever, whatever, whatever. By the same token, other people will tell you, man, fucking Jews are fucking cheap. Jews are, you know, uh, all about money, la, 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 la. Well, the fact of the matter for me is I didn't even know any Jewish people growing up. I knew about Jews like from the Bible because I went to Catholic school. So I read up, up on these theoretical Jews and then I um, read about the Holocaust. And so I read up about these other. Um, but I didn't know any Jews in my real life, or at least not that I knew of. And so I had this joke book, Jewish joke book. So I knew more jokes about Jews than I ever knew any Jews. Right. Well, then you get older and you meet them. You know, and then you start to, you know, and a lot of times Jews will joke about themselves. Jews will joke about their business acumen or their, uh, you know, penny pinching nature or whatever, whatever, whatever. And it, I think it's always okay for, uh, for a race to joke about itself. Whether or not you're allowed to joke about them is another matter, you know. And um, far be it for me to tell people not to be insulted or tell people not to take it seriously. You know, I mean, I know some black dudes who will sock you in the mouth if they hear the N-word come out of your mouth that you're not black, you know. So far be it for me to tell them not to be offended. I just mean to say that, you know, when it comes to stereotypes, and you know, words in general, not necessarily the main slurs, but, you know, Ah, man, can we be a little bit, you know, not so sensitive, you know, because in sometimes, you know, like, okay, here's a story, man. Uh, this is many years ago at Qualcomm Stadium and uh, the Padres were still playing there at the time. I would like to sit all the way at the top behind home plate so I could look down. I could see the movement of the game. And I could also drink my pint up there in peace because I would always sneak a pint into the game or whatever. And so uh, no matter where the, where the hell my tickets were, that's usually where I would sit. Unless I had really good seats, then I would sit there. So I would sit way up top behind the plate. And so I'm back there, you know, drinking whatever, whatever, watching the game. And then the game's over and... Uh, and, you know, we're still hanging out. You know, we're not in a big hurry. We're going to let everybody kind of pile out before we leave. And we see this this Jewish man, like a Hasidic Jew. He had the little colitas or whatever you call them. And so did his kids. You know, they had that the hat and the, the little uh, curls. And basically what he was doing was he was showing them how after a game or after an event or whatever, you can walk the rows and see if anybody dropped anything. You know, see if anybody dropped a ring or a bracelet or a wallet or whatever it was. There wasn't phones at that time. And, you know, basically he was teaching them to come up. Now, I saw this. Uh, um, I showed my sister. Both of my sisters were there and my brother-in-law was there. And I go, look, check this out, man. I mean, this is a fucking stereotype come to life and you're witnessing it. So I need to show you this. Right. And everybody kind of tripped out on it. Now, 
That doesn't mean I think all Jews are like that. That doesn't mean I think that it's a, like a rite of passage that every Jewish family does when they, they teach you to be the finder of lost things or whatever. But this is something that I saw. There's no reason for me to pretend that I didn't see it or that it never happened because it did. And that's just how it goes, you know. And... To be perfectly fair, there is uh, a lot of stereotypes about white people. White people can't dance. White people can't jump. White people are hillbillies. White people are inbred. White people are racist, even. That in itself is a fucking stereotype, right? Now, are there fucking white people that are hillbillies? Absolutely, right? In every stereotype, there's truth. Are there Asians that can't drive? Yes. But my girl's Asian. She's a great driver. You know, there's, but there's a lot of stereotypes. Some that have truth in them, some don't. And at the end of the day, what I'm saying is that that shit is the least of our fucking concerns. And we don't need to bring up every time somebody violates one of these fucking statutes because every time we do that, we're taken away from a more important thing. And the next step in the more important thing is racial bias. Now, this is still very similar to racial stereotyping, but now it has the added component of preferring something. Okay? You prefer this to that. For example, there's going to be uh, people who don't date black girls, right? Just for whatever reason, are not attracted to black girls and don't usually date them. Is that racist? I don't think so, necessarily. I mean, if you were to simply say, I would never date a black girl no matter what, then yeah, then that could be racist, I guess, but... If you were to say, you know what, I like Filipino girls, is that racist? I don't think so. Like for me personally, I've been with a lot of girls of different races, mostly because I like purposely set out to like try to sample all of them, I guess, or whatever. And over the years, then I've come up with my preferences, which I mean, I like Latinas. I like Asians. I like a nice mix of Latina and Asian. And to be perfectly honest, throwing a little white in the mix always is nice. You know, um, always good for the looks, I think. That's my opinion. You know, um, is, is that racist? I don't know. I don't think so, man. I mean, obviously it's a racial bias, but I think we all have them to a certain extent. And again, I don't think that they necessarily matter. When I'm watching boxing, 90% of the time I root for the for the Latino fighter or the Mexican fighter. It's just uh it's just what I've always done and what I, I don't think it's racist, you know? I know a lot of black dudes go for the black fighter. I know a lot of Irish dudes were going for Conor McGregor the other day because, you know, uh because he's Irish too. Hey, whether it's nationalistic or race or racial bias or whatever, what I'm saying is, is that in a lot of ways, 
that shit doesn't really fucking matter, you know? And you know what? The bottom line is, is is that I'm guilty of this shit, man, a lot of times. And a lot of my jokes come from here, too, you know? Like, for example, if you told me, I mean, you know, fuck the L.A. Chargers, but if I still had a football team and you told me that we're going to draft a white cornerback, I'd be like, you out of your fucking mind? How the fuck? No, you can't. And you know what? I don't think there are any white starting corners in the NFL. Why? Is it because they're not fast enough? I mean, it certainly could be. Look at the uh, look at the Olympics. Uh, look at the hundred yard dash. Look at the you know how many white dudes are going to win that. I don't think it's been a long time, and it's going to be a, a long time. You know, so, I mean, these things exist, man. It would it would be stupid to think that they don't, you know, but we are getting close. We are getting close to what I consider to be the line. And what I consider to be the line is racist actions, okay? Now, racist actions are when you take your racial stereotypes and your racial biases and you start living your life that way. That's when you, if you have, if you're hiring for a position at your store and there's a black guy and there's a white guy, you just hire the white guy because you're more comfortable with him or whatever. That's a racist action. You know, if you tell your sister that you won't accept her boyfriend because he's of a race that you don't care for or whatever, that's a racist action. You know, if if uh, you work at a store and when the black dude comes in, you follow him around the store to make sure he's not stealing. That's a racist action. You know, if you uh, if you uh, feel the need to move out of a neighborhood because there's too many Mexicans in it and you want to move to a white neighborhood, that is a racist action. And we have a lot of of racist actions, a lot of racist profiling, and a lot of racist enforcing of the rules, okay? Now, what does that mean? That means that if we go to a uh, club that says uh, no tennis shoes, no hats, no gang attire, no jerseys, right? And then I go and I'm wearing all that shit. Right. And they're like, oh, you can't come in. And I'm like, OK, well, whatever. Fine. I didn't want to fucking come here anyway. So I fucking turn around. And as I'm walking out, I fucking look in the window and I see fucking Will Myers in there. And he's got a baseball hat on and he's got a jersey on and he's got tennis shoes on. And they let him in anyway because he doesn't look gangster in that shit. He looks like he just coached his kids fucking uh, little league game or something or whatever to the doorman okay well that's a racist action man you know and this is where racism lives this is real ass racism you know because it affects people you know um it could affect me and everyone that's with me who couldn't go in because i couldn't get in or whatever or 
if that shit pisses off my homeboy who decides to then take it out on the fucking door guy. Now we've got an escalation that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for this initial racial action. So yeah, this is where we start to care. This is where we should start to fucking worry about this type of shit, you know? Not whether or not fucking uh, somebody dressed up like a squaw for Halloween or whatever the fuck. Now, of course, you know, something like blackface is a different thing. It has a different connotation because of the way that black people have traditionally been portrayed on TV and movies. So obviously, that's a no-go. And it offends black people. And I'm not here to tell people what should or shouldn't offend them. If it offends them, it offends them. And you're going to have to deal with that. I'm just saying that certain things are more important than other things. And once we get to the point of racial, uh, racist actions, that's when shit starts to matter. Now, the next step is racial hate. Now, racial hate... You would think it would be like the worst, the worst, because, you know, KKK, they want to lynch black people. They used to, you know, who knows how many black people have disappeared over the years out on some southern country road never to be seen again. Because, I mean, you know, that's how it is still in some places, you know, and we can act like it's not. We can act like, oh, that was a long time ago. Oh, nah. Sure wasn't, man. Sure wasn't. It still goes on today. You know, I would never go to the South. I would never go to the South because I don't feel the need to go someplace where I'm going to be, you know, singled out. But my parents have gone and my parents sat in, in, you know, restaurants where uh, they just left after, you know, 15, 20 minutes when nobody came to take their order. Nobody told them they had to leave. They just, nobody came and gave them menus. Nobody came and gave them water. Nobody came and gave them any indication that they were going to be served there today. So they just left because, you know, they're not the type to uh, to uh, make a big deal. You know, they're because they're old school and they're old. And because people are old school and because people are old, that's why people can get away with shit like this. So it's good now that we have some people that are aware and that we have white people that are aware and white people that are advocates and white people that are on our side but sometimes it's those white people that are that are the social justice warriors that are that are on our side that are kind of making it harder for us because they want to call out every little micro fucking little tiny thing that we don't really care about that doesn't really affect us. And so the other people that they're fucking preaching to and that they're yelling at have tuned them out completely and can just put everything under, man, you think everything's racist. Man, everything fucking, oh, wow. You know, I saw a fucking meme the other day that said, um, optimist, this glass is half full. Pessimist, this glass is half empty. Liberal, this glass is racist. Because... According to, you know, people, we think everything's racist. I don't. I don't. Like, I, like I'm trying to break down for you. I think we need to concentrate on the important shit. The important shit that's racist and not get caught up in words. Because you get caught up in words, that means basically like this. If somebody says the N-word, 
then they're racist no matter what, right? So my cousin who hangs out with almost all of his friends are black and he says it because he says it to them and they don't care. They like him. They're, they're homies like that. So he says it. Does that mean he's racist? No, he's not. He loves black people. So just saying the word doesn't make you racist just as much as never saying the word doesn't make you not racist, right? That's why people fucking are all caught up with, with, with Trump. Oh, prove that he's racist. When did he ever say a racist thing? He never said the N-word. He never said beaners. He never said this. He never said that. No, he didn't. Well, well, I, well I'm sure that he has, but we don't have any tape of it. But even if we did, or even if we didn't, that's not the point. He says worse shit without ever saying the word, you know, because he says we don't want them here. He says, we don't want people from Nigeria. We don't want people from Guatemala. We don't want people from Haiti. We don't want people from these shithole countries. Why can't we get more people from Sweden? That is racism. That is racism. No other way of looking at it. Whether he says the words or not. And that's what we that's why we're making a mistake when we get caught up on the words. The word doesn't matter as much as the meaning, as much as the effect. That's what matters more. And that's why racial hate, you know, with their wanting to segregate people, wanting to get rid of people. Wanting uh, to commit violence against other people, you know, with fucking racist writings and racist symbols and, you know, racial harassment and all that kind of shit. It's bad. It's bad. But there's worse. And the worst shit is the institutional racism. The worst shit is the shit that the president is doing right now. And that is that, you know... If you're not a white American in this president's eyes, you're not really an American. You're like some secondary kind of uh, kind of a thing, you know. Um, and that's why we have these people. Like, I mean, you know, we got. I mean, blacks have never been accepted one hundred percent as just American. Never, never, never has that been the case. You know, Mexicans, uh, Americans have never been, you know, considered just American. You know, obviously, you know, the same could be probably said for German Americans or Polish Americans or Irish Americans or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that you motherfuckers can all blend in because you're all white. So unless somebody asks you what you are, you know, and even then, you know, you could switch around a couple letters in your name if you wanted to, like Trump, right? And took the Drumpf, fucking the obviously German Drumpf, and turned it into Trump, which is an English word. Therefore, it makes you sound probably English, um, which is always preferable in the United States. It's not a secret, is it? Am I saying something uh, that isn't true? It is. And that's why, 
you know, a lot of Jews changed their names. And that's why, you know, there's a dude that used to work with my dad that his last name went from Calderon to one day he just added an S and it was Calderson. Hey, Calderson, how you doing there, fella? And guess what? Probably went a lot better for him in a lot of ways, you know? Uh, promotions, you know, uh, bank loans, who knows, you know? Uh, just having that, what? because you know what? They didn't do it for no reason, right? The people who changed their names to a whiter sounding name didn't do it for no reason. They did it for a reason, and that reason was to try to get themselves some benefit. And I'm assuming that it worked for a lot of people. There's probably a lot of people it didn't work for because you know what? If you look like a fucking minority off the fucking boat, a name change ain't going to help you much, you know? But if, you, uh, if you're on the light side and, you know, and, and, uh, and you don't mind uh, talking a certain way or uh, putting, putting away your uh, native language or whatever it is and conforming, you know, in, in my opinion, that's where you become, you know, in the house because um, as far as I'm concerned, you should either be accepted or not be accepted. You shouldn't have to assimilate to be accepted. You shouldn't have to turn your back on your own people to be accepted. You shouldn't have to uh, change the Z on the end of your name to an S to be accepted, you know, and if you do, if that's what you want to do, then that's on you. But to me, you know, if you're one of mine, I call you a house beater. You know, I call you a fucking sellout. You know, uh, whatever it is. And and I'm not shy about it. I do it all the time. So, you know, it is what it is. But like I say, I really don't think that matters. What matters the most is the institutional racism here in the United States. And it's ingrained. That's why we have to pass laws here. We have to pass laws that you can't discriminate against uh, a job. We have to pass laws that you have to let everybody eat at your restaurant. You know, we have to pass laws that, you know, a certain holiday gets celebrated because it's a black person. We have to pass laws. And then, even then, you know, some states don't want to uh, to celebrate the Martin Luther King Day. You know, uh, Congress passed a thing that uh, Harriet Tubman was, Harriet Tubman was going to be on the 20. Uh, the president just said, nah, we're not going to do that. Right? Because so that's why you have to pass these laws because if you don't pass the laws then they just revert back to what they would normally naturally do, which is to discriminate. And it's all up in our system. You know, <clears throat> if you're a minority, you're going to get pulled over more. If you get uh, commit a crime, you're going to longer sentence for that crime. You get less parole. You get less probation. You know, it's harder to get a job if you're a minority. It's easier to get fired. It's harder to get a bank loan. You know, uh, immigration checks, right? Are they, are, where are they doing immigration checks? Who are they looking for? They're looking for me, man. You know, they're not looking for you if you're a white guy, right? You could be. You could be from Canada. You could be from anywhere where white people come from and, and not be legal here. 
but they're not looking for you, man. And I didn't always know this shit. You know, Steve Martin said in in the in the church, I grew up a poor black child. Well, in a way, I thought I was growing up like a poor white kid. Basically, I mean, I was a heavy metal kid. A lot of my friends were white. You know, um, some of my uncles called me coconut, you know, because I didn't uh, make a big show of, of, of being a, a Latino. You know, I didn't grow up in gangs or anything like that. I avoided that shit. I wanted to be fucking, you know, heavy metal kid, you know, and whatever. And then once I turned about, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, that's when I started noticing that I, that I would get treated different, you know. Um, one time, you know, I was with uh, my band, you know, and, and uh, we, we had a jam session or whatever. After that, you know, we went to go drink. We weren't 21 yet or anything, so <clears throat> we would have to drink at the park or drink at the golf course or whatever the fuck it was. So we all go and we're drinking or whatever, and then the cops come. And so, you know, as is the case back then, we all fucking ran. Well, all the cops chased me, right? <laughs> Everybody ran in different directions, but all the cops chased me. Why? Well, I guess I was the one that looked like a criminal to them, you know? Hey, and I didn't put it together at first, you know? It's just like, yeah, you know, yeah, probably coincidence, whatever, 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 you know? A couple of years later... I was working at a guitar shop in Chula Vista. It was going good. I had that little place, like, you know, being like a hot little heavy metal shop. But the owner of, of the shop, you know, um, Eric Shaw, he used to pitch for the Padres. He owned it with uh, Mark Augustine. And he got hurt, you know. And so suddenly, you know, the income from his baseball career was not uh, so assured, and, you know, the money that was coming from the guitar shop became more important or the lack thereof, you know, because it was a small shop. So uh, they decided to shut it down. Anyways, down the street was Harper's Music. And um, and I had talked to the manager there and he was telling me that he wanted to, it to be like a little heavy metal shop, too, you know. And I was like, cool, man, because, you know, I need a job and, you know, I could help you do that and whatever, whatever. He hired me, right? I worked there for one day. And while I was at work, the owner of the shop, Mrs. Harper, came in. Uh, she was an old lady, old white lady. She saw me, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, she talked to uh, the manager. She talked to a couple other people. She didn't talk to me. And then she left. And when she left, the manager came up to me and said, you know, uh, I have to let you go. You know, she just doesn't think you're right for us. And I was like, okay, um, whatever. And, you know, at the time I didn't give a fuck because, you know what, if you don't want me, I don't want you. Fuck you. I don't give a fuck. You know, I don't fucking need this fucking place. Fuck Harper's is what I was thinking, right? Now, little did I know, and I was so stupid, I probably got to sue the fuck out of the place and own that motherfucker right now. But, like I say, I really hadn't put it together yet, you know? It wasn't until another couple few years later when I started noticing that, man, I just get fucked with by the cops all the time. I just get fucking, you know, 
treated differently by the cops when they do stop me you know i don't get license and registration i get are there any guns or drugs in the vehicle you know uh and and over time i started realizing what was what you know and that it was institutional and that it was stronger in this place than i felt in other places you know but that doesn't mean that other places aren't racist. Like I said, in Costa Rica, I'm a white guy, but I have black cousins in Costa Rica and they experience racism in Costa Rica just like you would if you were a black person in Mexico or if you were a black person in Spain or if you were a black person in Sweden or if you were a black person in Japan. So it's not that white people are evil or any kind of shit like that. It's just that in the United States... White people are the majority. White people have the power. White people have traditionally used that power to keep minorities separate and down. And so, if you're a white person in the United States, you can't really be surprised that people might think that you have something to do with this, right? Now, if you're a Trumpster right now, let me tell you, you do have something to do with it, like it or not, because in supporting him, you're supporting the racist shit that he does. You might have your own reasons. They might be other reasons, but still in all, at the end of the day, you're supporting a racist motherfucker who's implementing racism in a systematic way right now in the United States. So there's that. Now, most of the people I know are not. You know, most of the white people I know are not that type of people. And they're cool. And I like them, you know. But I am also fully aware that there are the other kind. That don't like me. That don't give a fuck if I like them. And would rather have me gone. Right? Now, they'll say, oh, no, not you. You're legal. We like you. It's the illegals that we want to get away. You know, it's the, it, well, guess what, man? You certainly don't seem to give a fuck about the, all the illegal shit that your fucking president is doing right now. If they outlawed AK-47s tomorrow, you won't give a fuck that yours is illegal now. Don't fucking miss me with that fucking illegal shit. The fact of the matter is, is that for a lot of white people, they see that the majority in the United States has become precarious. It really hasn't. Whites are still the majority by a lot in the United States. But it's getting a little too close for comfort, man. You know, and it's not going to be as white as it used to be, which means it's not as good as it used to be or to take the words of the president as great as it used to be because that is what make America great again means to a lot of people, to most people. And to the other people, they really don't know what it means because what's the measure? I mean, how is it different from how it used to be? I'll tell you, all these uppity minorities taking over, all these gays taking over, trans, this and that, rainbows, taking over. And that's the thing that I had to learn, man, because I tell you what, I have not 
always been uh, a friend to the gay community. I have not always been a friend to the feminist community. I have not always been a friend to the black community. You know, uh, it took for me to realize that we're all in the same boat because if they could take a right away from you, then they could take it away from me. If they could say, oh, gays can't adopt, they could say that Mexicans can't adopt, Latinos can't adopt. If they could say that, you know, a, a doctor doesn't have to see you if you're trans, well, then they could say that a doctor doesn't have to see you if you're gay or if you're black, right? If they say that, if they say that gays can't serve in the military, what's to stop them from saying that some other group can't serve in the military? See? I mean, you might think it's far-fetched, but it's not. Because there have been rules even as to where minorities could live up until, fuck, 20 years ago in Arizona, certain neighborhoods uh, black people couldn't live in. You know, and I mean, that's crazy. That's and nowadays for that. See, and that's institutional. And that's the type of shit that we need to concentrate on. Not words, not jokes, not stereotypes that we all kind of fucking have and fuck with. We need to worry about the real fucking shit. Now, there's one last thing that I'm going to have to address and that is the uh, and that is the racism that uh, exists in prison gangs. Okay, because it does. You know, the the blacks are against the whites, and the blacks are against the Mexicans, and the whites and the Mexicans are usually allies, but not always. And so, yeah, I mean, it's real easy to say, hey, if you're involved in this in any way, then you're a fucking racist because, you know, it's based on race, which to a certain extent is true, but more to the point, it's based on gangs because the Mexican gang's other enemy is other Mexicans who just happen to be from the north. So in that sense, it's not racial it's more gang related, although there are racial aspects to it, and there are, and there is racism within it. In other words, what I'm saying is there are a lot of Sudenos who hate blacks, not all of them, and vice versa, right? There are a lot of blacks who hate Sudenos, but they like Nortenos, so they're not really racist, right? Because they're both Mexicans. Anyway, what I'm saying is that while there is racism involved in it, it's much more complex than that. So if you're going to hang your hat on that one, you can, you know, I mean, you could always, you could, you, your opinion of me can be whatever it wants. And you can definitely say that you're not going to listen to some fucking other type of racist lecture you on racism. And that's not what I'm doing anyways. What I'm really saying is that the word racism doesn't cover everything that we want it to, to cover. It shouldn't cover everything that we want it to cover. We shouldn't be so sensitive about the little stupid shit. And we should be much more aware of the big important shit that fucks us. Period. You know, um, the institutional shit 
that people deny, that people act like isn't there when it so clearly is. And those are the things that we need to call out every single fucking time we see them and not worry about uh, how many black people are in this movie or how many people didn't get an award or how many whatever. You know what? Maybe within those own institutions it matters or whatever, but in general, in life, it doesn't have the same effect because guess what? That same dude that didn't win an award, he could also get stopped by the cops on the way home and if he doesn't act right, he could get shot, which is how many times more fucking important than whether or not his stupid ass won an award. I would say a million times more. And so I'm going to leave it right there. This is Big Frog with the episode Frog Explaining Racism. Until the next one, I'm out.